0: Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious.
1: What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on Episode 76 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jenny Pritchett from Contour Tan in Fort Worth, Texas. She has a great story about how she overcame a lot of obstacles to get to where she is in her business. In fact, she even let her business basically shut itself down at a point in her life when she was not interested in running her business because she just had a little one and she wanted to spend time with them. And now she has decided that she has the availability and flexibility to crank her business back up. So she shares a little bit of information on how she was able to grow her business essentially shut it down and restart her business now, update her website with the Happy Tans website builder and do a lot more things to kind of turn that faucet, so to speak, back on to get more clients in the door. A great story of determination, overcoming obstacles and kind of overcoming her limiting self-beliefs is a couple of things. She mentioned that a couple of times in the episode. And I think we can all learn a lot from that. So thank you so much, uh, Jenny, for sharing your story with us. And thank you so much, Happy Tan listeners for tuning in for this podcast. Again, episode 76 with Jenny Pritchett. As always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the only website builder for spray tan professionals. Come over to happytans.com forward slash website or just happytans.com. Click the green button that says create your website and learn more about our process. For a low monthly fee that helps with the upkeep of the entire system and supporting your business, you can have a professional website, SEO optimized, which means, guess what? You would get clients from your organic search rankings on Google and Google My Business. It helps tremendously. We've heard great success from our clients. In fact, one of our clients got over 80% of their new clients in 2019 through their website and organic traffic. That's amazing. Can you imagine your business if it was 80% more or 80% less? It would be hard to believe. Come check us out, happytans.com. If you have an existing website or no website at all, we can certainly help you. I'm always here to help. Grant at happytans.com is my personal email. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. And as always, happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tens podcast. On today's episode, we have Jenny Pritchett from Contour 10 in Fort Worth, Texas. How are you doing today, Jenny?
0: Hi, Grant. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great.
1: I'm excited to learn more about you and hear your story about how you got into this industry. So let me open the floor for a second for those that, that don't know you. Tell us a little bit about you and your business and how long you've been doing it. And we're all ears.
0: Yeah, well, I'm Jenny Pritchett. My business is Contour Tan based out of Fort Worth, Texas. And I've been spraying for eight, almost nine years now. And uh, I'm not a natural born entrepreneur. There were actually a couple of events that converged in my life that led me to spray tanning. So the first of those is coming right out of college, I developed a substance abuse issue. And I suffered all of the natural consequences of that, including a trip through the legal system. So coming out on the other side of that, I really had a lot of self-doubt. I wasn't sure that I would be a desirable job candidate or might not be able to get hired at the places I had in mind, Um, which now in retrospect, I'm not sure how much of that was reality and how much of that was actually just my self-limiting beliefs But it planted a seed that I may have to create my own opportunities. So for the second event, if we fast forward a few years, I'm underemployed, I'm working in retail, and I'm preparing for my own wedding. With my own wedding coming up, I'm kind of obsessed with getting a really great spray tan. So, I tried several tans, and one was just head and shoulders above the rest. So, shout out to Kaylin Sisk at what was then Tan to Glow in Fort Worth. I think now it's called Kalon Bronze. Um, but seeing her success really inspired me. And I began to think about amalgamating all the best parts of the spray tans I had tried recently and coming into the market with a new hybrid offering.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So what was the, what was the hybrid offering?
0: Well, one of the things that I really liked about Kaylin's spray tan is that it was heated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had seen mobile tanning offered elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, if I could just pull some of the best elements of all of these various spray tans, I could potentially put together something that's not currently available in Fort Worth.
1: Yeah, that's a unique way to look at the the situation and find an opportunity, right? To see there's 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 a little loophole here, or a little maybe niche, I guess, for opportunity for you to be different and offer something that's uh, kind of a best of both worlds thing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I saw the opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know quite quite the backstory. We definitely never had anybody on with that story, but it's interesting the way that that kind of probably shaped or framed everything that has come about and where you are today a lot of you know maybe there's no going back there's no falling back there's no way to fall back on or rely on some kind of healthy career or whatever it may be right so you kind of were forced into it whereas a lot of people it's like a a slow ease out of whatever they're doing because they have a job and all that kind of stuff so but for you it was quite quite the opposite it sounds like that's right yeah so that's quite an amazing story and the The adversity and you mentioned the self-limiting beliefs and that's something everybody struggles with. I don't care, you know, what level you're on. i listen, you know, if you listen to podcasts by some of the most rich people in the world, they have these same beliefs that anybody does or the most successful people, whatever you determine that to be. But uh, it's, it's something we all face. And what did you find was, did you find that as a struggle or something you realized early on to that you had to get out of the way? How did you approach that?
0: Oh, A little of both. So all of us are going to face different types of adversity or trauma in our lives. And there's usually a blessing in the hardship, if we're willing to seek it. Uh, So as soon as I kind of clicked with that mindset, I started looking for opportunities.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's like the, the, you know, the, the dark, darker times of the painful times are actually where you grow most. Cause you're forced out of the comfort zone that, that you're often in. So that's definitely a way to, to get, get forward. Right. A lot of people can say that probably coming through last year in 2020, one of the most challenging years is probably for anybody. Uh, ever, oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Especially in business, but it really opened up people. You know, unfortunately some people probably closed their business, uh, and obviously worse had people get sick and whatnot, but, uh, uh, on the flip side of that, for the people that made it through, you know, w- you know, I told them this, or they knew, like their business will be stronger than it's ever been because you made it through that. Like you see, like look what happens when this is the rug is pulled out from under you, basically. Uh, and how do you navigate those waters? So, it's uh, adversity is a, a great way to be pushed out of your comfort zone. It's it's not always fun, but when you look back, I'm sure you connect <laughs> the dots. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, And oftentimes, yeah, you definitely don't see it until you look back. So it's, it's like the Steve jobs thing. Like you don't see it until you connect the dots looking backwards. So it makes sense and, and all that. So you've been in business for how long?
0: Uh, Eight years going on nine years.
1: Okay. So 2012 ish is when you opened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And always been in the Fort worth area. That's right. Yeah. Great. Great. So for you, the last eight years, I'm sure you've had a tons of, of highs and lows and, the entrepreneurial life is, is a fun one, but it's also an, an emotional roller coaster of highs and lows. So let's touch on a, mom, a moment on both ends of the spectrum there, the worst moment you've had so far in your business. And then the flip side of that, uh, what's been the best so far?
0: Oh, man, Grant. <laughs> okay. In eight years of business, I've only had one catastrophic spill. Okay, And this actually happened somewhat recently, I'd say within the last year. I was setting up for a mobile tan in a client's bathroom and I, I spray with an Evolve sidekick. So yeah. that has a solution cartridge that clicks into place, but I failed to click it in all the way. So the cartridge fell and it cracked in half when it hit the floor. It was so terrible. There was solution everywhere. Oh, um, but I mean, what can you do? I cleaned it up the best I could and proceeded with the tan.
1: <laughs> what, what did the uh, clients say? Were they in there with you?
0: Oh yeah. So okay. to her credit, she was very, very gracious about the whole thing. Okay. Uh, but whatever you're picturing, it was worse. There was tanning solution everywhere.
1: Yeah. I just um, imagine seeing a cup fall with water or juice or whatever, you know, my daughter drops and it just goes everywhere. Exactly.
0: It's the spray tan equivalent of that.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. Hopefully was it white floors. White.
0: It was. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Even more fun. Yeah. That's, you know, lots of times the worst moment is other things. I don't know if I've heard of somebody drop. I'm sure it's happened probably on carpet too. More than likely it's happened, but, uh, That's a challenging situation and you were able to keep your cool. Good thing. The client was, was nice about it. Uh, And, and obviously get back to work and take care of the tan. So did you you discount or give her a free tan that day?
0: Nope. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. On the flip side of that, uh, Jenny, what's been the best moment so far?
0: As you know, I was initially uh, reluctant to do this interview because I was dealing with a little bit of imposter syndrome. But in thinking about it and praying about it, I realized that just like entrepreneurs don't ask permission to work, experts don't wait around for that acknowledgement. And it really helped me to realize that I am an expert. I've built and then rebuilt my business. I've mentored other women and how to do this. I mean, it's not brain surgery. It's just spray tanning. Yeah.
1: But it's still it's still challenging. It's still business, you know, it's still. And I think the the spray tanning part is the easier side of it. I think most people struggle with the business, which is one reason why I started the podcast is to get that side of it out. Not to say tanning is, is that simple, but uh, the business thing is what people really need to learn because you can learn to tan, but running a business is a completely separate animal.
0: <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah.
1: yeah. So sorry, did you get to your best moment there?
0: Yeah, it was really just the acknowledgement that I'm an expert at this, and my experience is enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And eight years is is nothing to laugh at for sure. I mean, you know what well, they said ten thousand hours is quote unquote expert, but eight years. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've done thousands of tans at this point. And uh, you mentioned you built and rebuilt your business. Is that COVID related, or was this pre COVID?
0: No. So when I was first starting out, of course, I was really hustling, trying hard to build that business. And then as my husband and I started a family, I intentionally let my business atrophy somewhat so that I could spend more time with my infant child. Uh, and now that he's in school full time, I've decided that I really wanted to ramp back up and get busier.
1: Yeah. So how that How did your clientele react to that? Was it like a noted, like, Hey, by the way, I'm not going to be tanning as much. Or was it just like, I'm going to stop answering, take down all social media. How did that work?
0: That's what I did. I just (laughs) stopped all of the advertising. I turned off my Google AdWords and I was working just by word of mouth, you know, doing a a few spray tans a week during that time.
1: And now you just, just now started kicking it back up.
0: Yeah, probably over the last six months or so, I've really been in growth mode.
1: Okay. And how's that been working?
0: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm back to being as busy as I want to be, and I have full books these days.
1: Wow. Yeah. that's I heard a couple of people saying they were booked out for a couple of months, which is amazing, uh, especially after last year. I'm sure everybody's welcoming that uh, back. So do you remember back eight years ago how you acquired your first client?
0: I do. Okay. So when I was starting out, I really didn't know how to build a business and get clients. So I was trying a bunch of different stuff to see what might work. And I took out an advertisement in our local university newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember if that was online or if that was actually still in print, but it got me exactly one client mm. and, uh, that wasn't my best tan. You know, I think, <laughs> uh, I think the nerves were probably more of a problem actually than the spray tan technique. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great learning experience for me.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it was. The first tan is always, I think there's no way to get around those nerves. So mm-hmm. like you said, it wasn't the technique, you know, you know what you're going to do, but it's the the nerves of what happens? What do you do this? Oh, this isn't working exactly how it did during training, whatever it may be. Right. So so yeah. How, how long before that paying customer had you been doing like free tans or learning to, to tan in general?
0: Oh, not long. I'd say maybe a month or six weeks.
1: Okay. So you jumped in pretty quick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good. Did you take a training course?
0: No, I didn't have any formal training. I just watched some YouTube videos and okay. started practicing. Yeah. I needed some some people that were going to love me no matter what I did with that spray tan. (laughs) So I started with friends and family.
1: Yep. Yep. Just like most people do. But I mean, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, certainly there's some amazing certification programs, some great trainers out there for people that want that. And then there's also the fact that there's really no, need for that. If you want to be like, like Jenny and just grab some equipment, grab some friends, maybe buy them a drink or two, and then start learning how to tan, right? Maybe pull up YouTube. Yeah. and do that. So, I mean, the the thing is, and I see this all the time and people email asking, Hey, I've been sitting on this business idea for so long or whatnot. And it's just, you know, I'd always tell them, you just have to go for it. You just have to stop you thinking about it, just jump and and do it. Um, And you can tell when you talk to people, kind of where their head is and how successful they're going to be based on their, you know, how, how they're going to grow their business based on that uh, initial kind of like, let's just go get it attitude versus thinking on it and trying to figure out if everything's going to be perfect. Cause it never will be. So <laughs> it never
0: will be. Yeah. And when you're starting out, you know, looking back on it now, I can see that some of your early paying clients are also practice. Even if you don't want to think about it that way, you want to go in as the expert, you're going to have to have that practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably still clients, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I love it. Good customer lifetime value there. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a good, uh, good, good thing. Um, so for you, what have you... Um, what have you found to be the most effective? I know you mentioned marketing and, and AdWords and stuff. So I just want to kind of pull it out and say, what, what have you found to be the most effective marketing tool for you, for your business?
0: Ask for the referral oh. every time.
1: Okay. And do you do mm-hmm. referral cards or tracking or how do you handle that?
0: No, just by word of mouth and particularly, um, more recently within the last year, as I've been trying to grow again, um, just all of my existing clients, I said, hey, you know, for a long time, I didn't want to be busy. Now I'm really trying to ramp back up in my business. And I would appreciate it if you think of me to refer me to, you know, somebody in your friend or your family group.
1: Yeah. And people are, people always want to help other people, you know, so it's, it's a good thing to do. So, I mean, it's great to hear too because a lot of people want to have some kind of referral program. They have a stamp card, you know, I'm I always tell people that I say to be aggressive with it, free tan in exchange for a referral, just because your customer base continues to grow. But some people push back and don't want to do that. That's fine. But some way to track it or at least what you're doing is the key. At least ask for it. Don't email for it. Do you ask in person? I'm assuming every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, people really take that to heart and can see that you mean it more so than like, Hey, an email or text, which, which still, at least you're asking for it, but it's important to do, I think, uh, you know, to spread the word and to get, to keep reaching more and more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what, what changes have you made in your business, uh, to keep up with it as it grew? Like obviously, you know, eight years ago probably wasn't, wasn't too busy, you got pretty busy cut down and now going back to being busy again, but what, what changes did you make to keep up with that? Like how, you know, handling, I don't know, clients and information, whatever, whatever you did to kind of structure it so you could be more streamlined and processed.
0: Oh, well, one of the biggest differences between when I was starting and now is just the amount of support there is available through the sunless community. Mm. Um, When I was starting out, I was basically building this from scratch. You know, I had seen spray tanning in a salon and Mm -hmm. I had seen, or I was aware of the mobile element, but I didn't actually know anybody that was doing it. I didn't have any sort of a mentorship. Uh, I was just making it up as I went along. (laughs) And so now to discover all of the collaboration and the friendly support available, like through the Facebook groups. Uh, that's been a real change. And of course, solutions have come a long way over oh, the yes. years.
1: Definitely. <laughs> they definitely have it. And the communities are great. I mean, back when I got into the industry, there was 10 talk forums, which is hard to believe that we used to do that. But <laughs> there was the forums and people would chat on there, but it's still, nothing's nearly as active as Facebook. And as much as I knock the social media stuff, the groups and the connections are good um, at least from a business standpoint, I think they're amazing. And the support is, is great. And, you know, overall the industry does a really good job of people supporting one another, which is, which is great. I mean, you can see a lot of that going on in there and these it's all for free, right? I mean, you could start a career for free. So it's pretty, pretty Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. I mean, outside the equipment costs, but it is great to see. And and as you mentioned, solutions, product, technology, that stuff is advanced and uh, they're getting more and more, you know, it's harder and harder to recognize every single time, unless you're a spray tan artist, a lot of people probably wouldn't even notice. So (laughs) Definitely. So outside of the, outside of the refer, asking for referrals, what would you say you did to grow your business? Um, you know, back when you're in, or even now when you're in a growth mode, outside of just asking for referrals, there's any other marketing tactics of Google AdWords, anything like that that you saw a significant amount of uh, benefit doing?
0: Yeah. So previously Google AdWords had been, uh, driving most of my new traffic. That was when I was first starting out. Um, and so these days, since I've been rebuilding, there seems to be three elements that are really key for me. The referrals, Mm -hmm. um, being active, posting photos on Instagram and the website that you built for me through happy tans with that better SEO than what I had in the past.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for mentioning that. I know that I know that's how we connected. So it's always great to learn more about people that we're working with and and supporting and, and serving. So the websites are still a huge thing. I, I think people still underestimate that AdWords, I think is, is still something that can be powerful, but you really have to know what you're doing um, to do that. They do have some, did you do like full, full on Google ads, or did you do their like express kind of thing that they have on there?
0: I did the express.
1: Okay. <clears throat> which, which can have some which has some pluses and minuses to it. It's super easy to set up, but it's much less targeted and controlled. So you pretty much, from what I remember, unless it's changed, it drives people like to your homepage or your website. You can't really control what it pops up for. It it does a lot of that uh, just by itself. So, but at least you're doing it right and you can track it, which is always good. Um, I see a lot of, and and social media, obviously just staying relevant, top of mind is important. And do you post uh, for Instagram stuff? Are you posting like, Client pictures, educational content, a mix?
0: Yeah, a little bit of all of that.
1: Okay, that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, don't know what to do, but cli- client pictures I know are hard to come by. Uh, Stephanie uh, Pierce did, did mention that on her episode, How to Do It, so that was a good thing she talked about there. But I think posting educational content, just like you said, you're kind of owning the fact that you know what you're talking about. You're an expert in the field, and you want to share your knowledge to some extent. Is, is that how you lead with your content that you create?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Because on our end, a lot of this information may seem redundant or something Mm -hmm. that we know backwards and forwards. But if I have an audience of occasional spray tanners on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. a lot of this only comes up for them every so often when they're preparing for a spray tan. Um, I do have a steady handful of regular clients that tan every week regardless. Uh Um, but most folks out there are getting a tan, you know, occasionally when they need it. And so it's nice to kind of refresh their memory about some of the more important aspects of preparation and tan aftercare, that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's a good point. I think a lot of people get caught up in that, not only like imposter syndrome as in, am I, Uh, do I know enough to teach this or do this? And I struggle with this too, when I'm trying to educate people, even on web stuff, you know, I've been doing it for over a decade now. And it's like, that is stuff that you've learned over this time. And not only that, but it's like, how do you, you know, you often forget that you know so much more. So you'll start talking to somebody about something. They're like, what are you even talking about? It doesn't even make (laughs) sense. Like, hang on, you don't know what DHA is. Let me explain this to you. No, you know, so, simplifying it and thinking back to like people that don't know, you can even go to somebody that doesn't know maybe a friend or, you know, your uh, spouse or significant other and say, Hey, you know, whatever, you know, does this make sense? Should I post this whatnot? Yeah, it makes sense. I understand it now better that that makes complete sense. It's, it's good to have the educational content. It attracts people. You're not, you're not asking for anything in return. You're simply putting out into the world, which is always helpful. So, um, you mentioned you use the Evolve, so you only use their product, is that right?
0: Uh, so I spray with the Evolve Sidekick uh-huh. and the Norvell M1000.
1: Okay, so you I, have to, Okay.
0: Yeah, I purchased the M1000 because I needed something immediately when my original Sidekick stopped working. And I've actually been really pleasantly surprised. It's a little workhorse. Yeah. Um, but I did end up replacing that sidekick. So now I spray with both of them. Okay. And I, I primarily use unfiltered solutions.
1: Okay. So that one works but, uh, in the Evolve system? Yes. Oh, you just couldn't pour it in the cartridge. Got it. Yep. Okay.
0: Um, and I also keep on hand um, Perfect Glow Brown and Norvel Venetian.
1: Okay. So a little mix of products there. Yeah. Unfiltered Carla great. So for sure.
0: Yeah. Great customer support.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, they have a great product, a, a full range of products. I know she's always creating more and more wonderful products. <laughs> You'll never mm-hmm. run short of things there. And obviously Perfect Glow and Norvell been around for a while and, and offer great products uh, too. So so you mentioned you never went through training or certification when you got started. Have you done any since then, or are you just still your own teacher?
0: I haven't done any formal training Um, now, now that I'm thinking back on it, uh, evolve did offer like business support as part of my package starting out. Oh, wow. But that, that was really just a phone call to discuss, you know, the pros and cons of doing mobile tanning versus renting salon space. Okay. I wish something like this podcast had been around back then (laughs) because it would have helped me tremendously.
1: Sure. Sure. Sure yeah, I wish I would have known about it <laughs> that'd have been great now 2016 so we're four years behind there so it's okay 2017 maybe yeah that's great. Well, I think the you know at least they offered a phone call to support I think um I think a lot of people still struggle with the business part of it. I think it's a really big struggle um, we're gonna keep trying to fill that void and make sure people learn more about it if if you had to this is kind of off the cuff question if you had to think of like a couple things, in business that you didn't realize when you started that you now are like, like the key to the business or like, how did I not know this? What would you say those would be?
0: Hmm. So there are a couple of things. Okay. I would say one of the, one of the biggest areas where I had conflict in starting out mm-hmm. was that tension between um setting good boundaries and providing good customer service you know uh when i was just starting out i was so hungry i wanted to do any spray tan for anybody at any day or time Mm. and uh that's not a great way to run your business no (laughs) so setting up some healthy boundaries around my business was key Mm -hmm. Um, building a little bit of a thicker skin around the idea that not everybody is my client and that's okay. And to trust the process, you know, if I keep doing the next right thing and I do it consistently over time, the business is going to build itself.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's three. So that's like three points there. Those are really good. I think, um, I think, you know, and I'm still a sucker for this. I still answer people all the times. I try two weekends now with, you know, having a little one at home. It's like, I try to disconnect, but you still can't help sometimes, but it is important to set boundaries, you know, thicker skin, you know, you know, you have people that are always gonna, uh, or you were talking about not all the clients are for you yet, but I mean, it kind of rubs you the wrong way. You're like, what do you mean? (laughs) You don't want to pay this much for a thing. Come on. I've been here for eight years. What are you talking about? So that, and I think the, um, I think, you know, trust in the process and you're, yeah, I don't know if you a uh, book reader some, I'm sure some of the listeners are. There's a great book by, uh, I think Dan Hardy, it's called Compound Effect. Um, you know, it's about that, like the little things every day that kind of add up over time. You know, it's not about doing a sprint. It's not about doing a lot of stuff quick. It's about doing consistently, consistent things over time. And those add up, like you said, it's going to build itself, which is a great, great point. I think I love that one. That's a, especially true. And I've seen that to be true as well.
0: Yeah. It's so important just to stick with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is the key. If you look at the people that have been around for a while, they're probably very, very consistent with what they do and and keep, like you said, trust the process is important. The other thing that I would say I thought of when I was asking the question to you is like processes, which kind of pulls all that stuff, you know, all that stuff would be included as far as like, you know, structuring things, making sure there's, there's a protocol, even if it's just you, at least you don't have like, every time somebody new comes, you have to think about, Oh gosh, what do I have to send them? What do I have to do? It's like, it's taken care of or even better yet with technology nowadays, hopefully it's automated. So, um, right. That's all extremely helpful. What what do you, what do you use for scheduling your clients?
0: I have a book now button on my Instagram Mm -hmm. that connects with my Google calendar.
1: Okay. Okay. So you don't use any scheduling software.
0: mm hmm
1: Okay. Which makes sense because being mobile, it's hard. That's, that's always been a challenge for people. So that makes sense. Um,
0: Right. I need to be able to build in travel time to my mm -hmm. clients. And also if there's more than one person who will be tanning at a location, uh, I need to factor in extra time for that. So I like to have a little tighter control over my scheduling.
1: Okay. So what is that book now takes them to your calendar and you have like the availabilities or they basically reach ask for a time and you have to approve it.
0: Yeah, it'll take them to my availability and they oh, cool. can book what's open. And then um, I try to really stay on top of that so that once someone is booked, I can look at, you know, their distance from me or their distance from any other tans I have scheduled during that day. And I adjust mm-hmm. my availability based on travel time and how many tanners I'm expecting.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. I'm sure eventually the software will catch up and be able to calculate all that for us. But
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I could see one it. I, thing, go ahead. I'm one sorry. thing
0: that I also see asked occasionally in um, like groups and from people I'm mentoring about how to get started with mobile mm-hmm. um, I have a, a really limited travel radius. So if I book my TANs on the hour, that gives me. 20 to 30 minutes, which is enough time to tan one or two people. And then up to 30 minutes of travel time to my next tan. Mm-hmm. So that will usually accommodate the majority of clientele.
1: Yeah. that. So you did that intentionally? Yes. Yeah. Good idea. And I think it obviously varies so much depending on like geographically where you are. Some people are in these small towns, they have to drive really far, but you know, honing in on that, uh, radius makes sense. Cause then you can really control and say at the most, I need like an hour or 45 minutes, right. With the appointment and right. travel, et cetera, to get from point A to point B on the other side of the travel radius. But that, yeah, that's, that's one that's often asked uh, a lot. I think I've seen that question quite a bit. So that's a good point to, to share. Definitely. Well, Uh, Jenny, I don't want to keep any longer. I do want to ask one more question, but I want to thank you for sharing your story. I know that you, it was something you had to think on. I I appreciate you sharing. I think a lot of people can learn from this. And like I said, uh, people connect, you know, people are going to connect with different stories. I think your, your story is a wonderful one and one of, you know, kind of the adversity and things you had to go up against. And I think everybody can look back and see that they were pushed this way from one thing or another. And you've definitely, figured out what that was. So thanks so much for opening up and sharing your story. It's been a pleasure to to learn more about you and your business.
0: Thanks, Grant.
1: Yeah, no problem. No problem. So the last question I have always asked this to people is if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say?
0: Oh, so I would say this is my business and I can define what success means to me. So a few years ago, success was allowing my business to slow down so that I could spend time with my child. Recently, success has been rebuilding that business, and in the future, my definition of success may change again, and I'm okay with that. Yeah,
1: I love that. I'm glad you brought that up to one of my uh, one of my good friends and somebody that listens to podcasts. You know, when I when I first started it, I can't remember. It was probably a, a couple years in, and. And she just mentioned that she wasn't following as much because, you know, these quote unquote successful people were coming on, but they were in different situations. And I was like, you know, the intro to the podcast is like the most successful business owners, right? But it doesn't really define what that means, right? Success, everybody automatically equates that with like a lot of money they are doing this and that. <laughs> but I th- it, like you said, success is, is going to be so different for each person, right? Like a new mom, she just wants a few tens a week to keep her sanity and do whatever, something for herself. Somebody that's, you know, in their mid twenties, whatever, they don't have kids or family. They might want to open 10 locations in, you know, five years, whatever. So the success word is, is interpreted by the person that's listening, which I think is an important thing to pull out of that because everybody has a different reason. They might just want to do it to be able to take one vacation with their family because they made, you know, a few thousand dollars or whatever. So That's a very good point. Thanks for bringing that up, Jenny.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And if anybody has any questions for you, because I think your story is unique. I think it's cool to hear, you know, the business grew, you kind of shut it down for all intents and purposes and now you're scaling it back up. A pretty unique situation. If anybody has any questions for you personally, what's the best way to reach you?
0: Yeah, so they could find me on Instagram at contour underscore tan or they can visit my website at www.contourtan.com.
1: Awesome. And I'll link both of those below in the show notes. And again, Jenny, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to, to speak with you and learn more about you and your story. And I hope that you have a wonderful day.
0: Yeah. Likewise. Best wishes to you, Grant.
1: Thank you so much. Take care. Happy tanning.